Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another news episode of Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, James Hunt, and joining me is... Reese Williamson. And Jack Cunningham. We're back we're back together to discuss some of the news that has occurred in the previous month. There's I don't know if you've noticed there's been a bit. It's been a bit of news, yeah, goodness. I'm uh, I'm I'm thankful this holiday season that I am not the one who compiled it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. We'll we'll see how much there is. Um Do we get veto powers again? Uh let's say yes, why not? <laughs> But it's, I feel like it's one of those months where, like, there's been a ton of news stories, but a lot of them fit into one one big story, you know, that you could read <laughs> as once because that, you know, t- probably twelve headlines came out on on this one thread, uh, and and it's all connected. Um, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna do all twelve individually. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> speak out, them, speak out them like we can, like we do not know the the sort of storyline that the, the um, news story that would come after. We have we are experiencing them in real time. <laughs> Like, oh, Henry Cavill's back as Superman. How exciting. <laughs> that was strange and wow, amazing. Yeah, well, okay. So we did we did cover on the last episode our reactions to Henry Cavill being back as Superman. Um, so I'll start with the big news, which is that uh, The Rock has unfollowed the Warner Brothers and Black Adam Twitter accounts. <laughs> this, this is actual stuff that people have reported. The end of the podcast, right? That's that's. <laughs> Bye, uh, bye, podcast. Goodbye. It's like the Ravens leaving the tower, is what it is. <laughs> That's so funny. Can I just veto the whole DC thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it is amazing the, the the amount of stuff, and yes, the ripple effects to most recently, the Rock and following everyone. <laughs> um, that is uh, Black Adam has not been a, a a good like PR piece for the Rock. I would say. No, I think it's sort of interesting how quickly, after years of banging that drum, he has very quickly disassociated himself from any potential stink of failure by just being like, nope, nothing to do with me. Well, he's put in a box, he's buried the box in the desert, and he's driven away at speed from the box. It's it's weird timing, though, because I don't think it was that the movie came out and he was like, right, I need to wash my hands of this. It was... It was right. I am doing a victory lap. Look, I've got Henry Cavill back. He's announcing this. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna make so much. But like the 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 hierarchy of power has shifted, <laughs> and then all of the stuff starts happening in the background with DC, which we don't really, you know, it, there's not been any reporting there on how it affects Black Adam. But I think we can guess, given given the other bits. 
Um, and yeah. then, and then, you know, there starts to be, you know, reports saying, well, actually, Warner Brothers is going to take a little bit of a bath on Black Adam because, you know, it's made a decent amount of money. But actually, you know, when you take everything into account and he's like, no, 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 no. I am going to call out these publications publicly and say, we have, <laughs> we, we, we aren't losing money. Fake news. That didn't happen. Um, and then, like implications coming out of Warner Brothers that he he had kind of like posted doctored accounts, <laughs> that, yeah, that that implied the movie had made more money than it had. Um, <laughs> just all really strange, but yeah, uh, and uh, all reeks of an actor not wanting to take that L. And then, and then, yeah, obviously the the, the restructuring in the background and. I think him going, hmm, yeah, maybe I do just slink off into the night because, yeah, because it sounds like it sounds like the direction they're going in doesn't include Black Adam. There was also I, I... there was also the reporting right that he turned down a cameo in Shazam because he was like, <laughs> I only play in the big leagues, yeah. which which I kind of like. I think we we said this after Black Adam. It kind of does feel a bit weird to imagine that character fighting Shazam, but also like you've got the same fucking wizards in your movie, mate. It's the, <laughs> it, it's not. It's I mean, not it's inconceivable that you right? would show it's, up in that. It's a shared universe. You've got to, you've got to be able to play ball. Yeah. But I do, I do think we probably, we probably don't hear much from him on this again. No, I think that's it. That's no, I think Black Adam Two is probably not a goer. I just, it's just very curious now how they manage the press tours for the next three movies. I, I, I don't know. I just you got Shaz- so it's, you got Shazam, and then after that you got um after that is Aquaman, or after that is the Flash. Uh, Shazam, the Flash, Blue Beetle, then Aquaman. They're the, they're the yeah they're the four that are in the can or, or you know ready and waiting. Yeah, to be they're the, they're the four that are pointless. As as I saw someone on Twitter say, James Gunn, what is the point of us even watching these movies if we know they're not going to count? I mean, uh, that's obviously a sin. That is you know, that's obviously a silly <laughs> response. But 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 part of the pitch to audiences to get audiences excited about this stuff is that it connects. And and you know what's the point of doing anything in these fucking our fucking you know. Uh, you know, in our lives, then you know, sure, nothing. No point in watching any movie. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. But, but that is that's that's why I'm, I'm that's why I wonder about the press tours because the press tour is about getting people hyped, getting people excited. You know, you you could say you can sort of talk about the Rock and his seeming more and more like a sort of so, sociopath who eats fifteen cod a day and does Insta lives from his gym and just doesn't seem to speak like a human being anymore. But but. You know, he he really did try and sell the Black Adam. You know, he did his bit and really trying to sell it. Um, and I just don't know that that any of the talent in front of or behind the camera are going to do much of anything for. And then, you know, not in, it's tied up with all of that. You got all the the Flash Ezra Miller stuff, which which will also be you know will be added onto that. And I, I just should wonder we, whether we, if you were James Bond, why didn't you just you know could you have just waited actually a year? To, to, to make some of these statements? I don't know. Should we, should we just take a step back? Because I'm aware we dived into this without giving any context. Yeah, none of this is about The Rock and following Twitter account. <laughs> so I think we're going to have to... Gonna so, have to... so um, yeah, I'm sure most people will be aware. But basically, the, the, the top line stuff is that James Gunn and Peter Safran have been hired as like the new stewards of the DC universe. Then an article comes out on in Variety saying... You know, basically, there's not, there's not, uh, from what we're hearing, Henry Cavill's done as Superman. Uh, 
there's not going to be any more Aquaman after the sequel, but we want, but they want Jason Momoa to play Lobo. Um, that yet yeah, those four movies are still coming out, and and in the midst of this, James Gunn announced that Blue Beetle was going to cinemas when previously it was going to be an HBO Max thing, um, and and the, and that Wonder Woman probably isn't progressing. Um, with well, a Wonder Woman three, I, I think definitely at this point, yes, but certainly uh, but, not with Patty Jenkins. But yeah. then all of these different, then different people start talking. So Patty Jenkins has to release a statement, and then James Gunn starts tweeting and kind of going like, "Some of this is true, some of it isn't." And then, um, uh, and then Henry Cavill released a statement going, "Yeah, you know how I said I was back. Well, I, I'm, I'm not back." And it sounds like that, you know, all of this is maybe a little bit ongoing, that people are taking meetings individually with Gunn and Safran and that maybe they wanted to have some of these conversations. But it's just, it's eked out in such a messy way. And because because James Gunn is so terminally on Twitter, <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah. we're, we're, we're getting like, I was seeing like half an hour before we were starting this record he that he's he's tweeting out a long thread around you know kind of like we knew this was going to be messy we knew that certain sections of the fandom weren't going to be happy with the direction we were taking but trust that all of this is right for the future of the dcu um and it does sound like it is messy but as we've discussed on this podcast a, a bunch of times the dc stuff for a long time has been messy and if this is what they need to do to clean it up long term then you know we can we can discuss the merits and how you know how some stuff sounds like a better idea than others and and how it's but you know it's it's leaked out in a in an unpleasant way but i mean it can't be much worse than the kind of shit show of the past year of like you know having a Batgirl movie in development that then that then is <laughs> halfway done, yeah. That that is just then a, a, a tax write off and, you know, kind of like all of the all of the drama around the Snyder Cut and all of the stuff that we found out since then that was happening in the background. Um it's all weird, it's all strange, but you wonder whether the the output, you know, four or five years from now might be might be a justify net, it retrospectively a net yeah. positive for dc and hopefully you know like actually taking a step back and doing these things w- one step at a time might be beneficial like it, it still seems mad to me that you know that they're, they're, they're you know the best part of a decade in and they're still throwing a you know a black adam movie at you and going and this is the justice society look there's this one this one this one and this one and you're like okay um and it's not them and it's not their movie they're just here I, okay um do, 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 like you know where where you know you when they've seen how its characters are successfully introduced over in the MCU and kind of like seem to you know be trying to ape the MCU but not to, not making any of the smart decisions along the way um just, just, it's fascinating to, to stand up for the DC EU approach barely um, you know, I do. I sort of think part of the mix has once they knew that they were so far behind Marvel. The I think the move has been um, let's try and do things differently, actually, and let's try and maybe build a proper you know star vehicle, star vehicle movies around around people like Adam. Let's try and let's try and look, sort of let creator you know creator not owned but you know creatively driven projects Joker. Um, 
you know, these are movies that we didn't like, but it does, that, that, they did no, feel they, a bit like a different approach. And I just, yeah, I and there, worry. And there are also there are also movies in there that we did like. You know, the I, the, the first Wonder Woman, I I like Aquaman, I the I, Batman, I really the, liked, the Batman yeah. this year. Um, but all of that, I think, what has been messy about it, Reese, is is that the the Snyder stuff has has never quite gone away and i feel i think maybe that that is the fault of that is wonder woman being good and and wonder woman <laughs> being good and then aquaman making a shit ton of money meant well you can't abandon that but also we kind of don't want to be wedded to all of that and then it's it's kind of been all of these things at the same time and then like wanting to be connected some of the time and then not wanting to be connected other bits of the time and it's yeah, I, 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 I think it's entirely possible to, you know, have their kind of more individual filmmaker approach and and still, con- you know, you'd imagine from what from what's been reported as well is that the Matt Reeves um, Batman stuff is still going on off to the side, and that the Joker sequel is still happening, and maybe you know there is still the opportunity to make those kinds of movies, but also there will be like canonical DCU films and. If the way to if the way to be able to do that is to just go look, we've got to we've got to say goodbye to everyone that came before and start again, then fine. But also, it's interesting because not it doesn't sound like everything is just being wiped off the slate. It sounds like some stuff might survive, which is interesting. The Lobo sort of detail was weird. You know, the idea that okay, so if the four upcoming things, and then we'll do a reset after that. But then one of the stars of one of those four things, uh, Jason Momoa, he'll continue to be a tentpole character, but a totally different character. One that, you know, you can kind of see on paper, a, you know, a fit for. But there's that weirdness. You know, uh, there's also obviously the 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 multiverse shenanigans with the Flash, you know, that actually could, you know, could could do a sort of a, re, you know, could do a soft reboot of all of this sooner rather than later. Maybe, maybe before, um, you know, Maybe yeah, before Blue Beetle and and Aquaman, uh, but then but then Aquaman I guess would would be in the previous old universe, you know. And then the thing with the Batman and the Joker continuing, like you know, I liked the Batman and you know, the J- Joker is a movie, uh, <laughs> and so but you haven't then you haven't solved the problem, you know. You're continuing to have disparate bits, um, so so then not what have you gained? I know what you've gained, but you know. And then there's the bit that we haven't mentioned, which is. You know, I just watched a forty-five minute long special that I thought was it almost interminably boring by the guy who's going to be the shepherd of all this stuff. So then it's like, okay, well, does has James Gunn done enough to to be the guy and him and Saffron to be the guys who we think can fix all this? I don't know, actually. I don't know. Mm, no, it, it's a it's a gamble. It's a it's a massive gamble. I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> can it be worse than what's come before? I think is the question. And I think yes, I think it, prob- I, no, <laughs> probably it's not likely to. No, I think it, it absolutely could. It could be. It could be. Uh, you know, all building around one larger story that's not interesting, which would be, you know, a problem. And and it could it could mean like because I I think within the DC stuff at the moment you get a huge range of outcomes in terms of quality you know vast range of outcomes in terms of quality of the movies they make because there is that lack of identity and the question the question is do you like do you want you know one stinker for every really interesting movie or even one 
one interesting movie for every two or three stinkers, maybe that, that that's been the the ratio so far, and move closer to like <laughs> the, yeah. the Marvel model of tepid three star movies across the board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think when Marvel, you know, when Marvel is doing that, you know. <sighs> When Mar- when Marvel's doing things well, those are like three and a half to four star movies, and what they're building towards is is exciting and interesting. And and when it's when it's been less successful, it's just like, ah, okay, you know. And 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 it, it yeah. So I think it I think it could be worse, um, but hopefully it won't be. Um, I do think I I think probably the way because the DC stuff has all been a little bit disjointed already. I don't. I, I'm not too worried about the about people caring about the upcoming stuff. I'm not too worried about the press tours for them. I mean, certainly Shazam is Peter Safran's franchise, so I think everyone's going to be more than happy there. Um, I'd imagine that um, that James Wan and um, uh, and Jason Momoa are going to be, you know, if, if, certainly if Jason Momoa is potentially looking at another role within DC, I'd imagine there'll, there'll be no issues there. Blue Beetle sounds like its own thing. It's obviously something that they have a degree of confidence from. If James Gunn, you know, if under this new new direction, they bumped it up to theatrical. Um, and the Flash remains the big weird elephant in the room that, Oof. like, you know, the the the, the They've they've tried to do they tried to do that bit of early kind of rehabilitation around it, but then it sounds like even the content of the movie is a bit of a mess because it's now it's now chock full of cameos of characters. <laughs> well, the cameos have been cut. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. So we're now we're now cutting around cameos of characters, and you don't know how substantial those cameos were going to be. Like, is it still? Yeah. And like, you know, when when Michael Keaton first signed up to be in that, he was going to be in multiple different DC movies and now isn't, you know, they, they, they would, it sounded like they were developing, you know, like a comeback for the 89 Batman and that's not happening now. So how, was, uh, how there was talk of feature talk of Batman beyond. Yes. Yeah. Um, starring, starring him, but no. So yeah. And then, and then Cavill and Momoa, Gal Gadot, um ben affleck like how how much do all of these feature into it and that's before you you know before you get into the messiness of ezra miller um, what? So who yeah i mean that movie remains a huge question mark i would have to imagine the reason that they're plowing ahead with it is there's so much money invested in it i mean part of me thinks maybe because they talked about the the ending being basically a f- sort of flashpoint riff right so maybe that's they feel like they need that to explain the story that's going to come after, and some of those movies will be you know new reboot universe and some will be old ones. But maybe maybe in their minds, Flashpoint holds the narrative explanation of how some of these characters can carry on and some can't. Do we expect Ezra Miller to be one of those characters who carries Absolutely on? Absolutely, no fucking chance. Exactly. So what 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 weird film experience that would be if the end of the movie is and this is how your protagonist is wiped out of existence (laughs) (laughs) you can easily shoot a new scene with a new flash yeah and hey look here's zach efron as your new flash yeah or yeah yeah, most likely someone who was in the suicide squad (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah i don't know it's a it's a weird time for dc the the thing i will say is i hope it works out for them because historically in the comics um when dc gets lazy it makes marvel get lazy and a solid rivalry is always good for the fans well, so yeah. if DC can pull their shit together and start really knocking out these movies well, that will maybe get Marvel off of its ass, basically. Can I just, before we move on from this, can I just give myself a pat on the back? Because I think when we talked about Superman stuff and we talked about, did I, I think I asked the you know a, non, a non-Henry Cavill Superman movie. Uh, I think I pitched a an adaptation of the Grant Morrison action comics, which was about a young Superman. I just wonder... If you know, oh, yeah, because that's one of the de- that's one of <laughs> yeah. The I was going to say this is that was the next detail I was going to move on to actually, which oh, is that James Gunn has announced that the next Superman movie, which they are currently developing, is going to be a younger Superman set earlier in his career, not an origin story. But I mean that that interests me because I think we've seen a lot of Superman in the last you know ten years or whatever, but we haven't. We haven't seen particularly classic Superman movies. No. And I think there's a really good opportunity to take that character back to basics and reconnect people with what is cool and fun and light about Superman. For for all that people love Henry Cavill's performance, which I think, in fairness... That's been another weird... It's bizarre, isn't it? It's been another weird thing about this past week yeah. where it's like... Oh my! Oh my God! Let's pour one out for the iconic Superman performance of Henry Cavill. <laughs> who, like, I think we agree, like, has moments of brilliance. Uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't that. I, I wouldn't go up. Brilliance is too much. Yeah, yeah I, I think he he has an aura and he looks the part. And but you know, outside of a handful of scenes in Man of Steel, like, n- never really. I don't know, never really felt like Superman to me. Like no, it just no. it, and, and didn't get the opportunity over what he was doing to, to do a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the, the things that you expect to see from Superman. Um, and I, I saw Andrew Allard on Twitter had posted something about like, you know, he wasn't even the best Superman, the, the best Superman performance during his tenure of being Superman, you know? <laughs> Um, at which, you know, I'm not too familiar with the TV stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear that. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, and it's a shame for Henry Cavill because he's obviously walked away from The Witcher, come back well, this, and then I mean, and then it, and now it's not happening. There are rumours that his walking away from The Witcher was a bit less. That maybe uh, there was other stuff going on in the background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but regardless, it's been a from a from a, from a public facing point of view, it's been a, a, a chastening couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a young Superman movie getting yeah getting back to that, and it, for me, it doesn't have to. It doesn't even have to be the like traditional depiction of Superman. Like I know that they were they were developing that Black Superman movie at, at one point, and I'm I think you could do interesting superman stories that aren't necessarily your trad superman but but that capture that essence of the character and captured like you know the thing that that people identify with being superman and have some of the markers of a classic superman story of you know like the daily planet or 
<laughs> Smallville and you know Clark Kent, yeah. And 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 yeah, and, and just but you know, being a a good person who cares about human life, you know, and all <laughs> all of that stuff. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, and Clark Kent. I'd love to see some Clark Kent on screen. Reese, any thoughts? Um, I I will just go. I mean, I think there's there's a you know one thing the DC movies haven't done enough versus the Marvel stuff over the last ten years is look. It's just look at the comics. Like look look at comics that have connected with people that have that have had good reviews from you know yes from the very old stuff but from the more modern stuff too. And and again, you know, I could see a version of you know a Superman trilogy where your you know your first two movies adapt. Um, Grant Morrison's action comics run, and then your third movie adapts All Star Superman, you know, and then and then you could, you know, there's something there with that is that has an authorial voice behind it, Grant Morrison, who was who was telling a Superman story. So there's, I'll pitch that. Um, and I'll just support Henry Cavill. You know, you hear those stories about oh, Henry Cavill, he was he was close to to Bond, he was close to Spider Man, he was close to Batman. He is he is an also ran who who rightfully didn't get those roles because he wasn't as good as, <laughs> as the real stars. And he doesn't, you know, he just doesn't have that X factor that movie stars do. And he should, you know, never, you know, the, the, uh, you know, who knows how casting, I'm sure casting processes are very complicated, but you know, he got lucky getting cast as Superman. He didn't, he, he didn't deserve that role. He doesn't have it. And, uh, and I think, I think he will fade from public life. Oh, I've, from I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to now have to go 180. I, I, I will defend Cavill in that I think he can he can be interesting on screen. Um, he's he's a, he's a very fun foil in Fallout. Um, he is um, he's he's good fun in The Man from Uncle. Um, I don't think he is you know completely inept and not worth being in these kind of franchises, but like. I also don't think it is a devastating loss to not have him as Superman. I do think it's interesting, though, that they that not just from a this story point of view and a comics point of view that they're going with a younger Superman, or that's the direction they want to take. But I I almost kind of see it like Bond as well. Like um, I saw someone post after like the Superman gig was up, like, oh, maybe he'll be in it. Maybe he'll be available to be Bond, and I'm like. Too old. No, too old. Also, that would be bad, but yeah, he's too old. And, you know, maybe if you are wanting to, if you're James Gunn and Peter Safran, craft 10, 15 years worth of storytelling over movie, you know, over a series of movies, maybe you do want to start out with a, a younger Superman who, who you can sign up to a, you know, a nine picture deal and you cast someone in there late twenties who by the time you're finishing up is in their early forties, you know, that's, that might, that might be a consideration that they're making now. And I do think, you know, it sounds insane, but it's not, (laughs) you look at what Marvel's done and if you do it right, you know, you, you, you are able to keep those actors around for that length of time and not worry about them kind of, especially with a super, I I think was particularly with Superman, you're, you're, you're probably you're wanting to hit a certain age and not go beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think that James Gunn has shown with his past work that he can write a good Superman movie? The thing, the thing I think, right, oh, is sure. that in in all of James Gunn's work, I think he understands the essence of the characters 
and particularly i think brightburn is a script where you he deliberately did this kind of twisted version of the superman story right but in doing that he demonstrated that he understands you know what superman is and how how it would look you know turned on its side in the same way mark miller can do that kind of thing yeah but whether that whether that means the stories will be good is uh it's a bigger question but i don't think james gunn's movies have been entirely bad no, no, definitely, definitely, definitely not. Like James Gunn, I think I, 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 I think this is probably coming from Reese having watched the Guardians, no, no, no. The Guardians no, no, of the Galaxy no, Holiday Special. No, it's recently. not that. No, no, no. But let me finish. And and it, it, it like your view of him being slightly tilted on maybe the Guardian shtick is running a little bit dry, and I. I think James Gunn has made good movies over his, over his career. I haven't enjoyed. I didn't. I didn't enjoy the Suicide Squad personally, and I, I can. I, I can find some of the stuff he does a little bit grating and a little bit try hard. But I think the thing that's in the Guardians movies that would give me a sense of optimism for Superman is that he isn't afraid to kind of uh, go for that kind of like just wearing the emotion on the sleeve moments and and i think there are some like uh, you know like the the i'm mary poppins y'all moment in guardians of the guardians galaxy 2 there is there there are those moments of kind of like cheesy schmaltzy uh like just just niceness there there there, there is and that's why i didn't like the suicide squad because i didn't see that kind of heart in the middle Mm. of it but I think he's capable of that. I, I I would hope that he is not writing and directing and is like the sole voice of a Superman movie because I, I would, I think he could contribute to a good Superman movie. Whether he could deliver like a, a great Superman movie as the sole authorial voice, I'm a bit more skeptical on. But I think with the right creative partners, then I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, okay, you convinced me. Um, I, I could, I, you could see him writing really fun, like Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, sort of screwbally stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah, and if and and you could, I think my my concern would be that, it, you know, he, he's the Guardian stuff is the Marvel stuff of kind of constantly undercutting the the heroism of the characters or the sort of the the the, the um. <clears throat> You know, it, it, it's just undercut, and again, having watched the thing I've just watched, that he, that trick is throughout. And I just think Superman maybe shouldn't sh- shouldn't fit into that mold. You know, Superman should just be, you know, be a be a great hero, and and you don't want you don't need Jimmy Olsen like saying like, oh, but your cape's stupid, or you know, undercutting <laughs> at all times. Right? <laughs> you need Superman to be super. You need him to be I, iconic. Um, I know what you mean. But I also think I think James Gunn knows Superman well enough that yeah. he wouldn't necessarily do that yeah. for Superman. Like it makes sense for the Guardians, whether you like it or not, makes sense for them because they are C listers. Yeah, and it's a real you know, and it's I think it's a real statement of intent that like that you know you say it was in development or I mean I'd go further than that they he kind of announces a movie called you know he puts in quotes Superman he says he's writing it. They haven't announced anything else since then. Like it's that is that is them saying 
we are if we're going to reset we're going to st- we know where we have to start and we know what we have to get right mm-hmm. to, to get all of this right and and james gunn is not just going to you know hire people to you know he's he's the he's going to be the, the the voice he's writing this i agree with you joe that you know you would want a collaborative you know director in there too but it's a statement of intent and and you know that's there's something to that definitely i think that is that is a good point to end on um i'm gonna gonna hop over to the marvel side of things now um Donald Glover has been announced as starring in a Hypno Hustler movie from from Sony, part of their uh, Spider Man universe. What do we think? I am I'm, I'm I'm pro this as much as as much as we can be pro it because <laughs> it, it does sound to me. I say this to you on a chat thread, James. That it sounds like basically, and and hands up here, right? When we were discussing the Bad Bunny El Muerto movie. I don't think I had grasped quite how big a deal Bad Bunny was. I was like, <laughs> no, I hadn't. I, I, I was like, I am an old man, and I, and, and it seems like there are like, like, you know, every so often I'll hear about a new musical act, and I'll be like, is that real? Like, it'll be a tweet or something, and it'll be, and it, you know, and when I say new, it'll be someone who's been popular for like two years already, and I'm just hearing about them, and I'm like, is that real or is that like, is there really a thing called a Doja Cat? Like what's that? <laughs> you know, um, and Bad Bunny definitely fell into that, in, in, into that like groove for me. But then, like, Bad Bunny's like the like the one of the most streamed artists of all time, or something. Like, <laughs> crazy popular, and is making a move into movies. And clearly, Sony has gone. And do you know what? I don't. I kind of don't hate this in the old like. No, in fact, it's it's the opposite of don't hate this. I like this in the old like Hollywood star vehicle, you know, mold. Which is, you know, or in the old days, let's okay, we want to be in business with that actor, and let's build a project around them. And now for Sony, it's hey, we've got all this IP. Um, we want to work with you, so hey, Bad Bunny. Take a look through this this Marvel encyclopedia over here. Is there a character you want to play? Oh, just, right. Okay. You're 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 I'll try No, I have to really just one chapter. Just yeah, one. Yes, you've got these. You've got this <laughs> chunk here. Okay. Uh, you can. Uh, okay, I'll be El Muerto. And then yeah, don't don't. And, and I imagine it's like, okay. Uh, can someone in legal please prep the Tom Hardy contracts, please? Uh, there you go. And, you know, uh, and you now have free reign to go off and do something bug nuts in this movie that we can say is connected to Spider-Man. And maybe eventually there's a clause in that contract that says you'll turn up in a Spider-Man movie. Um, but for the moment, go off and have some fun. And hopefully your name plus Marvel IP will be enough to turn a profit here and then maybe as well that when you're a movie star Bad Bunny continues to make projects for Sony Donald Glover continues to work with Sony rather than working elsewhere and so yeah Donald Glover Hypno Hustler I, I mean I don't know the, the character Hypno Hustler sounds like I don't, I don't know anything about it he sounds like a rad 70s disco dude and <laughs> um, I don't know if I don't know if that is accurate but um Sounds great to me. Like Donald Glover is someone who should be 
uh, I think lead leading Hollywood movies and if this is what it takes to you know get a project built around someone like Donald Glover these days which is random random Marvel bit of IP then fine and uh, you know I always uh, I'll go back and apologize say the same for Bad Bunny and you know I think it's probably the same case with Dakota Johnson you know we want to work with you here's a here's a movie Aaron Taylor Johnson you know anyone who was in who was either has the surname Johnson or was in the movie Bullet Train here's a contract um and yeah off we go it's fine I'm I'm, I'm happy for him what? and it sounds so, it sounds bonkers what you've done here is made a good case for why this is a good idea do you think based on Sony's previous actions that's what they're going to do or do you think they'll be like okay make a hypno hustler movie then we're going to put you in a Spider-Man spin-off nonsense. So, can we get Tom Hardy to appear in a post-credit scene? Yeah, maybe. Can we get Michael Keaton to cameo in it. Yeah, maybe. Like, my my fear is that you yeah, suggested yeah. a really good way that people could like, you know, bring in audiences by sort of promising, oh, this is you know technically Marvel stuff, but Sony will Morbius it. By well, maybe trying but, to turn it into shared universe crap. But also, the, the the interesting thing about Morbius, right, is that whilst it has that shared universe crap in it, it doesn't really. It well, it it, it the the movie doesn't really interact with it at all. No, and even the vet that that Venom post credit sequence just ends up being a joke. You know, like uh, <laughs> I don't. But it was, you know, to to contrast with the DC chat before, like. You know, DC fans or the DC, the the sort of people interested in that, the, the connection is is important. The universe is important. But, like, there aren't fans of the Sony's Marvel Spider-Man universe characters. That isn't a real fan base. So you can kind of, in a way, you can kind of have your cake and eat it, too. You can you can do, you know, star and, and creator-driven projects that are just formed around a random piece of IP, and then you can change it fundamentally. And you can have a universe be shared in theory, but nobody's really, nobody's really caring that much about things being connected, but you can have the illusion of connection to, to kind of keep people trucking along. I don't know. It, yeah. may, uh, maybe you can start to, you know, I don't know, but maybe you can start to get those Tom Holland cameos where it's literally yeah. like, here is act one, scene one. Here is this character interacting with Spider-Man and getting their powers and or and having their origin story or whatever, and then we don't see we don't see Spider Man for the rest of the movie because that's how he interacted with, and so then you can put Spider Man in your trailer and 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 carry on. Because <clears throat> it's interesting, right? They haven't they have not announced you know Tom any more Tom Holland movies. He has no he has no he has a contract for zero more Spider Man movies. And meanwhile, Marvel is racking him up, you know, on this on one side and. And actually, weirdly, Sony is racking them up on the other side, announcing a lot of projects, you know, having stuff in the can. I think they're, they're currently filming or post-production on Craven and Madden Web now, right? So those are, those are ready to go um, and various others. So you know, maybe, you know, maybe sort of that, but, but on both sides, they're, they're sort of waiting to approach Tom Holland with, you know, maybe something really different. Like, oh, we're, I, we're actually not going to... There not- is the rumour, isn't there, that Tom Holland signed on for another six... I think I would be st- only rumor. I would be stunned if within the next eighteen months that there isn't another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie in cinemas. No, I, I agree, but who knows quite what that contract looks like? Who knows quite? You know, maybe they'll they, maybe there'd be more precise stuff about 
how these two things connect, how, what he has to appear in in the Sony stuff and and the Marvel stuff. I, you know, who knows? But you know, I don't. I don't I'm going to say that that contract has not been signed yet. Although I guess James was saying it, it rumors of that. <laughs> well, I think I think the rumors that it's out there. I don't think they'll announce it until the it is actually signed. But I, 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 I think there is. I think there's too much money and too much success involved on all, all sides of that table. You know, his benefit is. It's, it's beneficial for Holland's career, for Zendaya's career, for Marvel, for Sony, for, for, every, for everyone involved. Jacob Bethlehem. Yes, exactly. It's, it's beneficial for everyone involved for those to keep going. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, but you also read, I mean, maybe it's just pure rumours, but you do read rumours that they are looking to settle down, Joe. I've read that in, you know, TikTok has told me that, I think. <laughs> Zendaya. So that, you know, it could all, it could all that, if, if the guy doesn't want to do it, it's not going to happen, you know. If they're like, "Hey, make six more of these," like, "Oh, I, I don't want to. I'd rather I'll do. I'm, I'll sign a deal for two more Uncharted and two more Spider Mans." But no, I'm <laughs> fucking not signing a six deal. I'll do my own stuff. I don't, know. don't believe it for a minute. No. The thing is, realistically, if Tom Holland says no, then fine. It's Miles Morales' time, right? So, if he really says no, there'll be Spider Man movies. There'll just be a different Spider Man. Um. Like I just, <laughs> I just, I do want to say that the Hypno Hustler, for for anyone who doesn't know, oh, yeah, is indeed so. a disco themed villain. Yes, who um used to hypnotize audiences with the power of his music. Yeah, sounds and great. Use the use the cover to commit crimes, primarily of theft. Um, yeah, sounds uh, that sounds great. Uh, that's like... the thing, right? Uh, more more than Madame Web, I can see a version of this story. That is a standalone sort of knockabout, maybe period comedy about a guy with you know hypnosis powers who who turns to crime like that. That or works it, as a standalone pitch for me. I mean, that concept as well. You could imagine doing like some fun, like black exploitation, like undercover brother style riff. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, comedic black black exploitation riff. Like there are plenty of angles on this character that would work as a standalone movie, um, you know. I'm all, I'm all in. I'm all in on this. Sounds yeah. great. He should write and direct it. Or, or no, well, who's his um, who's his Atlanta um, co guy hero? MRI. He, I mean, if they announced if they announced that because Atlanta had, I would say Atlanta had f- frequently some genre elements, right? That would uh, you know that would be cool if it was like, oh, this is kind of going to be the Atlanta follow up for these guys. <laughs> cool. That's one. Okay. Um I think we've covered that one then. So I want I want to ask you guys, have you seen the Across the Spider-Verse trailer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I think we're going to do that next then. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Do yeah. you want to go and watch it and I'll put a little edit point in here. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, so I believe we're all up to date on the trailers. Um, yes. Let's start with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. She's the second of three Spider-Verse movies. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really good. You know, you don't get a ton of plot. Just all that go- the gorgeous visuals in the second half. Uh, you know, it sort of a, you feel like there's an emotional through line with the mum's dialogue at the start, uh, and then a bit a bit from the you know Oscar Isaac as Spider Man twenty ninety nine as the baddie. Uh, just great. Yeah, just a really well put together trailer. Well, here's my question, right? Spider Man twenty ninety nine in the comics isn't a baddie, right? No, I don't think he's a baddie in this one. I think he's I, just... That's, that's, I he'll, get, be the, no, he'll be the antagonist. Right? Antagonist, well, yeah. I, I wonder whether that's particularly the part two and part three of this, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially because they said it's, Spot was going to be the villain in this, right? Or voiced a, or by, a... Um, oh, fuck. Voiced by... Oh, God. Oscar Isaac. No, no the Spot. Spot. Oh, the Spot. Oh, God. Um, the guy from uh, Scott Pilgrim, the baddie in Scott Pilgrim. Who am I thinking of? Chase Schwartzman. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I wonder whether you know it looks like that this might be a something's fucked up in the Spider Verse, and we think and and it gets blamed on Miles and the other Spider Men. Yeah, of that who, seems like, likely. Spider Man twenty ninety nine is the like the main one. Um, but yeah, may, maybe also Miles does fuck up and make some bad decisions and. Um, yeah, who who knows? But it, uh, yeah, I uh, good trailer. Uh, I I'd love. I'm sure there's going to be lots of fun with you know a myriad of different Spider Men. I know that they've spotted the uh, PlayStation version is in there, and <laughs> it's the Spider Man with the bag on his head, um, who's who pops up quite a lot. Um, <laughs> he's literally in it like three three times in that trailer and, yeah. I, and i i would expect that they'll do the the thing that the dan slot um spider-verse crossover did and like at the very least imply or find a way to include the live action spider-man in there as well especially <laughs> after you know how well that works <laughs> especially how in live action no way home already ripped them off yeah, yeah. It's time for some payback. Yeah, but yeah, I would, I would imagine that the that that will will find a way in. Um, it looks, you know, there's and there's there's so much that I'm invested in from the first movie. Like, I want Peter B. Parker and Miles to hang out again. Um, I care about that relationship between Miles and Gwen. I care, <laughs> I care about his family stuff. So the mum 
the the mum like framing device works in that trailer. It lo- it looks great, and I also love that I saw people like screenshotting different bits on Twitter of like um, that like if you if you like pause on particular frames, you can like see the the pencil work, and you can see like little notes in the corner saying like what Pantone something's going to be and. Um, I just, I, I like, the, I, I love that whole aesthetic that they've landed on that imperfect, but kind of like, I, I've got, uh, I've got, I've bought a book after the first movie, The Art of Spider-Verse, that, you know, those, those coffee table books that normally I look at and go like, <laughs> what a cash in. Yeah. But, they, but like genuinely we'll just leaf through the, the Spider-Verse one and there's, there's so much, so much gorgeous stuff in there, you know, that didn't, some of which didn't, didn't make the movie. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for that. And you know, like I, I would be surprised if they manage to like create another perfect object in the way that they they did with the first. Um, but you know, if if what they manage to do is kind of bring a lot of that craft and a lot of that heart to maybe you know something that's a bit bigger and more unwieldy. It it uh, certainly with it being two parts as well. I I am getting a, a like a real. Back to the Future Parts 2 and 3 vibe. And mm-hmm. I know that, like, lots of people have a problem with either Back to the Future Part 2 or Part 3, depending on, you know, what they, what they like and what they don't like. Um, and, yeah, I'd be surprised if the, everyone comes out of this going, yeah, they're just those were just as good as the first one. Uh, but me, personally, I love that all three Back to the Future movies exist, and I love that the that the second two, I don't, I don't think either are as good as the first, but I, I love the trilogy as a whole. So I'm hopeful that that's what what happens with this as well. Yeah, I think this could this this also could be the film that um, Doctor Strange was kind of promising it, it was going to be, but didn't have the budget to fulfill. You know, the sort of properly, you know, zinging between multiple different worlds and all the am- you know, all the ambition. Yeah, and dozens of different. <laughs> and this could this feels like it will it will have the budget because you know because animation it will have the budget to do that if it if it wants to do that um and i think you know weirdly because it's a different directing team it's quite a different team behind the scenes but a good but a you know a team with good with sort of good credits i think that's weirdly uh, it makes you more hopeful than if it was the exact same people who you know just trying to kind of try to find magic in a bottle twice (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I th- I think that is pretty much my feeling as well. Although the thing that I'm, you know, as a massive comics nerd, the thing that I'm excited by is the amount of sort of cameos and references they're going to be cramming into this. Because I think I think if you're deep in Spider-Man lore, you're going to get a lot out of the the background stuff. Um. So I'm looking forward to that. We t- I think I saw Superior Spider-Man the... in there. Sorry, that's what I was going to say, James. The, the <clears throat> not not specifically Superior Spider-Man, but we talked so much on the um, Spider-Man PS5 game mm-hmm. episode that there's just there's there's so much fun to be had with Spider-Man just seeing those different variations of the suits. And I don't yeah. even think you need to be a nerd for Spider-Man lore to look at that trailer and go, "Oh, cool." Cool, cool. <laughs> you know, um, yep. like like the uh, you know the 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 fun, the small pleasures you got from the alt universe stuff in Multiverse of Madness with you know different versions of characters showing up. I yeah, I I, I can imagine you know just just like picking someone out in the back of the frame is going to be that. But then you're right, as like more 
nerdy Spider-Man stuff goes or people that are familiar with the comics and like different iterations that have shown up over the years. Like I'm sure for you seeing superior Spider-Man or Scarlet Spider or whatever, you know, might be, <laughs> you know, various that you might be like, Oh, what does that mean? Oh, what are they, what are they going to be doing? Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm looking forward to to seeing how much time those people get and in what context. And just knowing that Spider-Man 2099 is going to be in there is fun enough. I think the only worrying sign for me is having seen, I don't know if either of you guys saw Avatar at the weekend. Oh, um, obviously, midnight showing. <laughs> in 40 that's, that's, that's a no from you, and I'm guessing a no from Jack. Yeah, not, um, not, but, uh, although I'm excited to see it, just not not yet. Yeah, I know, and no spoilers, but that does feel like the first half of a two-part story, and 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 I mean that in the negative way. At least that was my sort of feeling toward it. Um, you know, you had the you had the the Harry Potter sort of double, you know, the double enders and the Hunger Games, and there is a risk that you know you have enough story for a movie or a movie and a half, and and it feels it just doesn't feel satisfying enough. But who could say? But sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it does work. I think you know. Sometimes, well, like you say, Back to the Future two and three are the ones where like two separate movies, yeah, are all yeah. in service of one story. Like that's that's the model. Even that, that if wasn't... it's if it's Infinity War Endgame, I won't be surprised. But I would prefer, I'd prefer like two linked but separate stories. Yeah. What was the example you just gave, Reese? What was the example you just gave? Well, Avatar and Hunger Games and oh, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, like I think I think Harry Potter is an example of it working. Um, okay, but I think a lot, a lot, you know, like wrong, like les- the wrong lessons were learned from that ultimately. Mm. Um, and I kind of think, uh, weirdly, like Twilight is maybe a good example of it working as well. Just about. <laughs> but you do, you do wonder, you do wonder though. My gut is that there just is a better, there is a better single film. You know, you, you had two, you had two films of various merits, but there is a better single film in all, of, in all of those cases. I would argue. Although, although Avatar, I'm not, I'm not sure you, because well, the next one hasn't come out yet, right? But um, huh. anyway, anyway. Well, okay, so that's our, that's our thoughts on one Marvel trailer, but there's also another that has come out, and that is the Guardians Three teaser. I say teaser; it's quite long. Hmm. Um, about a minute and a half is it? Maybe two. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's as as they all are, James. They're, they're teaser trailers in that they tease the plot rather than being <laughs> necessarily any slower or any any shorter. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I watched this one, and I even though. Guardians 2 is one of my least favorite Marvel films. I found myself quite excited by the developments that have occurred in between like 2 and 3 and the promise of a story focused on Rocket, who I think can be a really interesting character. Um, Some of the nerdy stuff in there, there was Adam Warlock, there was the High Evolutionary. Despite myself, I'm sort of excited for this. And I, I expect that may be a minority opinion in this group, which is why I wanted to get my opinion in first. So, Rice? <laughs> yeah, Reese, let's start with you. No, I'm coloured by the viewing tonight, but if, but I, if, I, if I were to separate that out, um, I think no, it's a good, it's a, it's a good trailer. Um, 
it just it, well yeah it just all hinges on if you if you think there's enough juice in the tank for a third uh, you know a third sort of some some you know a concluding chapter of the guardian story Bill, and a, if a, a belated that, concluding chapter as well that's true um but but i would but my gut is that james gunn even from what i said about him before probably probably is going to put a, a whole lot has put a lot whole lot into this into this one um and and i feel like he's a he is a good he is a good endings guy you know actually if, if i think about the endings of the individual films i think they tend to be you know the stronger moments of those films um he does know how to kind of stick the landing and so so yeah, and you know, and, all, and back to the sort of this, the, the the heartfelt stuff, you know, which I thought was really good at the end of at the end of the Suicide Squad or throughout the Suicide Squad, which is his, you know, which is his most recently released, you know, theatrical film. Um, you could, I mean, it looks like Rocket is toast. It looks like <laughs> very cryy and sad, and you got the Gamora stuff, and so I could see, yeah, I could see all that being mined cathartically. Now, if 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 he hasn't punched up his joke writing uh, any better than the Guardians Christmas special, then that means that half the movie will be a little bit of a bore. Uh, but, you know, maybe he has. <laughs> um, can I just shock you? Always. I watched this trailer when it came out. It did nothing for me. I enjoyed it more and was more optimistic having just watched it now after having watched the Guardians holiday special. And I- I'll tell you for why. I, I think the stuff that's successful in the Guardians Holiday Special is the is the emotional ending stuff. It's it there are there are there are stretches of it where it does feel like a a joke that has played out and that you're like you you know as Reese said it's not the funniest it 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 can be a bit tiresome. Um, but I think that when when he does that that earnest emotional stuff and like and like reminds you that. James Gunn really cares about these characters. And, you know, like, I, I, I think it's impossible not to compare with Taika Waititi, who, you know, we obviously, <laughs> like, a lot of people, I think, us included, were burnt out on his kind of irreverence and his humour style by the time it came to Love and Thunder. Um, but with James Gunn, like, if, if I have that burnout, which, I, you know, I might, I I think the the fact that he like deeply cares about all those characters is going to be it is going to be enough to kind of get me through with get over the line. Yeah, yeah that like I I think he genuinely cares about the emotion the the emotional arcs of those characters and that the reason he's coming back and doing this third movie is because he wants to finish off their stories and it's not a movie that I'm worried about being burdened down with other MCU stuff. And I kind of feel like, yes, he might be throwing in a bunch of stuff that's, you know, uh, like niche Marvel stuff, but like it's niche Marvel stuff that he wants to include because it's stuff that he wants to tell in his story. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I rewatching that trailer and going, actually, if we are, if if what the if what the end goal of this movie is to reach a point of emotional catharsis with these characters, whether some make it and some don't, um, kind of you know, I, I would expect some will will go further with than others, because um, I think you know some have. I, I I don't know, for example, like if there's much more you would do with Nebula in this movie, other than you know reuniting her with Gamora, but. Um, yeah, I, I I think I'm there for that. I think what was underwhelming to me 
on first watch of this trailer was I think it all looks a little bit muddy. Um, it all looks like uh, there's lots of i mean basically everything looks that kind of like brownie red of yeah of quill suit and like the adam warlock's gold isn't really popping and i wonder whether it's just you know it hasn't it hasn't had its proper <laughs> hasn't been graded it hasn't had its proper color grade yet and it just it, it, it didn't it didn't look great and 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 also you know from from that trailer it's tough to get a real idea of the shape of the story and you know how Adam Warlock's going to play in, and how the High Evolutionary is going to play in, and I'd, I'd assume the High Evolutionary is Rocket's origin. Is that is that a comic? That's thing? that's what I can assume. I don't think that is the comics origin, but it seems like that's the one that yeah. James Gunn's going with. Yeah. Um, and then based on the Guardians holiday special, sounds like Cosmo's a member of the team now, and and Craglin and. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's other, that's other stuff that I'm, I'm like kind of less psyched by. Um, but yeah, and, and and I hope that I hope that what this movie is able to do is you know give me some like give give me the version of Chris Pratt that I really liked in the first Guardians <laughs> movie and like feel yeah. like I've rarely seen since. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't look like it doesn't look like we'll get that with this. It looks <clears throat> the mistake with him was was like making him. He should never have been the leader of the group. I think he—he he, he, that wasn't how that first movie ended. He just didn't. But he's, he wasn't that guy. But he's you not. Know, he's been he? in that position. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he is. <clears throat> he definitely is. Is he? He gets quoted that in the Christmas special. I mean, I watched it an hour ago. So right, okay. Can be It always just feels like he's been like he is nominally the leader. But he being, thinks he's but, the leader. He thinks he's the leader, but he's constantly being undercut and emasculated by the people around him. Yeah, I just I just don't know that he needed to become high status. Um, although I guess he I guess he was that in the first movie because the whole gag is that he calls himself Star Lord, and so he. Yeah, it's always that yeah. he sees himself as that rather than. Yeah, uh, there's definitely definitely a moment in this movie where someone unironically calls him Star Lord, right? Yeah, I don't think they've done don't cries, think they've right? done that moment yet. Thank you, being my captain, Star Lord, and then he cries, and then Rocket. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Do you think we see Bradley Cooper in this movie? See Bradley Cooper. Yes. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I I don't either, but I I I I know why you're saying that, Reese, because it feels like something they they might do is throw in a Bradley Cooper cameo as a, as another character. Well, no, I was thinking. Well, I was thinking more. You know, or that he could be like the <laughs> pre pre genetic modification. Yeah, we're getting, getting his origin, and we're getting also you know in the trailer you get these combinations of animals and humans. Um, yeah, I just wonder whether yeah, yeah. I just wonder whether you see uh, you see Bradley Cooper. In it. I, I I could see. Here's here's yeah. my question. Yeah, Kevin Bacon, right? Um, yeah. Who do you think of the Guardians cast we see again after Guardians Three? Hmm, good question. I think I think probably the new Guardians are. Maybe well, whether, whether whether new guardians or yeah. or you or know, in other contexts, yeah, just in other contexts in the MCU. So I think I think Rocket's going to survive. I think we'll see Rocket again. I think Kraglin and Nebula will be in the new Guardians. I think Gamora and Quill are probably done. I think no one's going to care about Mantis, and I think Drax is probably done. So I'll go one further and say none of them actually. 
because because the ones you've I kind of agree with you, but the ones you've kept, say for I guess Nebula, but I don't know. I just don't know that. I think the they these characters interact with with the rest of the MCU. We 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 just did we did that. We had two movies of that, and and it was satisfying. But I don't know that. I don't know that you you want to see any any of these characters uh, interact more with the MCU now. Maybe Adam Warlock or maybe the the new characters that are introduced in this. Sure, Adam Warlock, right? But um, yeah, I'm I'm going to say maybe none of them. Maybe none of the original group. So I I'm fairly certain we don't see any more Gamora and any more Drax because of the the actors. I I feel like there's an outside chance that. Chris Pratt sticks around in a different context. It depends how he feels about his career. Yes, yeah, and 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 again, you know, from, from him career-wise, the Jurassic World movies are done. Like, would it would it be the worst thing to for him to have this franchise to come back to? Um, and yeah, I I, I guess that the rest it. it it wouldn't surprise me if you know that they're still on the board, and you know you're able to return to them, and maybe you can say that, oh yeah, out there somewhere, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy team consisting of Mantis, Rocket, Groot, Adam Warlock, and Kraglin or whatever, Kraglin, and Nebula, Kraglin, but yeah. but that we're not we're not actively having Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but should we want to, I don't know, in Eternals two have a subplot where Rocket and Groot turn up, then you can do that. James, you say Kraglin, definitely Kraglin. Kraglin's going to be Jimmy Olsen or something, right? He, you know, Gunn is going to find a fucking place for his brother in, the, you know, the core of his new DCU. So I think... I, <laughs> Probably, I think but I also think James Gunn is not going to cut his brother loose from the MCU. No. So I think I think James Gunn will make it as difficult as possible for the, the next person who picks up the Guardians to disregard Kraglin. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Yeah. I just, but, but, I, they, seem, yeah. they seem so connected to the to James Gunn, and and you know, and unless things go create, go very south at DC, there's just there is now there really there is now zero 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 chance that he's ever coming back to this side of the universe. And so, yeah, I could you know, I, I don't think we'll get, I don't think we'll get the you know the Guardians as a as a brand after this, as a team, as an active team. I don't, I, 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 I don't for now. I think it's a it's a concept that you can park and come back to. I think some they're going to be back in Secret Wars one way or another, but I also think probably not a standalone movie for a while. I think um, I think they'll they'll be doing stuff with the cosmic universe, but they won't be doing more Gal- Guardians of the Galaxies movies for for a long time. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if they. I mean, you know, I don't think it'll be as simple as they find somebody else to to do cosmic stuff going forward. But, you know, James Gunn definitely sort of opened up that whole side of the MCU and he's now departing. And and if, as we all agree that the Guardians and those characters are kind of going to be put onto the shelf for a bit, you know, what will be the the sort of active cosmic MCU characters through the end of phase six? Or, or maybe they won't be. Maybe maybe Guardians 3 is the, is is all we, all we need in that side of things until until post-secret wars who knows yeah i mean i think nova's nova's gonna happen silver surfer will happen at some point probably not before secret wars Hmm. i I can see the direction they'll go with it maybe maybe warlock and the infinity watch who knows (laughs) probably probably not what did you make of, of the look of adam warlock james um I agree with Joe. I thought, you know, he should be gold and he should be shiny gold, not a sort of weird muddy brown. Um, but 
but but but but but and here's my here's my counterpoint to Will Poulter's very handsome. Will, Will, Will Poulter is so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> the hair, the hair looks good. That's what that's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it still doesn't massively excite me for that character, but I'll be interested to see what James Gunn does with him because you know. I don't know if De- is Debicki in this. Um, they not- I don't think so, but yeah, I, I don't think she's been announced. But yeah, I wonder yeah. if Adam Warlock will be. So. They'll sort of essentially d- erase that moment from the end of two, or and you know, and have Adam Warlock be just you know created by the High Evolutionary, or they'll try and connect those two, or or he won't be, or he won't be, you know, he won't have come from the High Evolutionary. You know, I wonder. That's all. <laughs> okay. Um... It's worth thinking about. I can say that much. Um, I got, I got, let me see. I have uh, two more news items, both of which are quite small, and then we can maybe talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yeah, I'm definitely going to so veto one do, of these. Sorry? I'm definitely going to veto one of these. <laughs> okay, well, I'll start with the most obviously vetoable one then, yeah. which is I just wanted to check in. This isn't a comics property we talked a lot about. Although we did cover one of the movies. Um, have either of you guys watched the Wednesday Netflix series? Veto. No. no, Net- I'm not- no, no Netflix. <laughs> I'm not indulging you comics, on this, James. <laughs> comics based. A comics based show. No, this we is not covered, healthy. It's not healthy. Cover the Adams James. family. No, it's a, it's a very good TV show. <laughs> you can speak on Wednesday for a bit, James. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I just wanted to say he's done, got a problem. He's got a problem. It's it done very well his for Netflix. Problem are manic pixie goth girls, <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't indulge this. No, listen, <laughs> listen. We we listen to you be horny on every episode. It's James's turn. Oh dear. <laughs> Genuinely, I think it's it's really fun and well directed. Um, I was shocked to discover in episode eight that Christina Ricci is in the cast because I did not recognize her. Um, and yeah, it's been fucking huge for Netflix. Um, so I think it's not the sort of comics property we'll probably cover a lot, but I think if you like genre TV and God knows we watch a lot of bad genre TV, um, then it is worth checking out. And if neither of you guys have watched it, that's all I'll, that's all I'll say for now. I'm 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 never going to watch Wednesday. Ah, uh, you're mad! You're mad! No, I just it's don't. So I, I just don't have the time for that kind of TV. But I'm <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm glad that you, I'm, I'm glad that you like it and that and that people like it. But like, I, I I'm sure I would have gobbled it up like five ten years ago. But I just <laughs> I don't. It's it's like if Riverdale had its shit together. It, but exactly, like if if Riverdale came back next season, it was like, oh, it's got its shit together. It's amazing now. I'm like, I'm really happy for the people that love Riverdale. <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I don't have it in me to watch that many hours of something like that. That is fair. Uh, by something fair. like that, you're I, lost. I, I, you're I, lost. I, yeah, I mostly just mean a TV show <laughs> that's that's not made for me. <laughs> sure, sure. Um. Reese, can I count on you to watch it? Well, I'm I'm not like Joe. I do watch sort of stupid. I watch all of Obi Wan Kenobi, so we you know, I'm a fan. So uh, it would I, I could I tell you what I might happen. I could see if my sisters haven't watched it already. I'm staying with them for like a week over Christmas. That could be, yeah. That Wednesday could yeah could pop yeah. Real. 
for the old rotation. Sounds good. Uh, my my kid, my nine year old kid, binge watched it. Ooh, because she said I'm probably too young to watch this, and I and I went, you know what? I've seen it all. It's not too bad. There's a little bit of swearing, a little bit of gore. You can handle it. And she watched a lot. She loved it. She made a <laughs> made a Wednesday Roblox avatar. <laughs> what I do, what I do love about I. You know, none of the other streaming services or major media fucking conglomerates bullshit. None of them have these kind of come out of nowhere, like phenomenon monolith mega hits. And I, every time, every time Netflix pops one out, it's just kind of fun. It's like this thing, you know, it was probably, you know, barely announced, you know, and, and or just sort of yeah, just bathed out by Netflix, and it just, it just, it just truly organically connects with its audience. Because Netflix has has such crazy reach. Do you know what? And I do. I like that. I really like that. The, oh, organically with an N. Yeah, yeah. The the wild thing about the Netflix stuff, though, is whilst yes, I agree that's true. I will also see like quite regularly now on Twitter, like Netflix cancels show X after two seasons, and you're like, what? That ex- that exists and has those people in it. Oh, okay. And it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just sat there in a completely different part of the algorithm to to what than what is served up to me. And uh, yeah, that they have these, they have these hits, but then you're like, yeah, but they throw so many fucking darts. And it's almost like you know they have, they're like, they're like all of the networks like rolled into one. It's like they're making their CW shows and they're making their. NBC comedies and they're ma- <laughs> and they're making their Fox dramas or whatever and they're just all they're just all on there and and yeah some of them are working and some of them aren't um, and some of them are working but it costs so much fucking money that they can't afford to make anymore it's, it, it, yeah it's um, Netflix is wild I um, I've signed up for the well I've changed my account to the ad supported version of Netflix um, okay mostly because I just want to see what it's like <laughs> um, uh, is that in this country. It's launched. It's launched this month. So uh, as soon as my next billing date, which is like with, within the next week, comes about, uh, I will be on ad-supported Netflix. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I work in that um, in that realm as well. So I'm kind of re- I'm, I'm super interested to see what Netflix is like with ads because from what I've read about it, it sounds um, current, currently fairly ill thought out. But also, <laughs> were they to get it right? Um, you know, potentially the the next big shift in streaming. Well, you you know, I just think it's so funny. We saw that this is not really our purview, but I just find it fascinating. You know, the recent all that stuff getting pulled from HBO, and apparently it's going to go to to these fast networks, right? Which is which is free ad supported TV, um, and Netflix creating this new ad tier, Disney Plus creating ad tier. Which is so basically they're just creating TV. They've right? just That's recreated TV. Yeah, this is come through this 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 huge upheaval. Uh, only just to I mean, circles guess, on the way back, right? I guess, and I guess to get what what you end up on the other side is you are watching TV. But the difference is that when you're watching ITV before, lots of those shows were made and the profit went to other production companies. Whereas now you'll go to you know ad support Netflix and all that ad revenue and profit is going to all those shows are just netflix shows and and disney plus ad supported it's just disney shows uh and hbo max when they do launch their own fast thing it'll be just stuff they own so that's the difference but it's i don't know it's weird and and it, it i liked tv i like tv and we've we've traded it for something probably worse with you know with uh with less with um more homogenous content all all i want 
is as long as I can keep paying to not see adverts, I will check any amount of money <laughs> at those people. I don't want to see adverts ever. I resent seeing them at the fucking cinema. So if Netflix doubled their price tomorrow, I would pay it happily. Oh, unless they cancel Wednesday. And then, oh, and yeah, then... obviously. Netflix, <laughs> no chance. Okay. Um, so that was our Netflix advert section. <laughs> we can cash the check. Um, last piece of news. Did either of you know that Blade has a director again? I think I remember this from about a month ago. Uh, who, who are they and what have they done? It's Jan Demange, who is okay. a... Is it? That's cool. Yeah. They, okay, so you know him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He directed uh, 71. Uh, he did. Which was a Film 4 release when uh, I was working at Film 4. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and is very good. It stars Jack O'Connell um, as like a squaddy in Northern Ireland in 71 who gets caught up in like who gets caught up like behind the lines during the troubles and it's like an assault on precinct 13 kind of okay but like him trying to get back to base um as this british squaddy behind their enemy lines and um i remember you know kind of hearing quite a lot of the undermanage interviews at the time i thought he sounded cool he was rumored to be in the running for like bond at one point and just but yeah, his name's been thrown around a bit and He's done a TV thing more recently, right? I, I don't. He did Lovecraft Country, I believe. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, that's cool. It's cool that he, he's finally got that kind of bigger, high-profile gig because he definitely had, you know, it, it felt like a, a less kind of seventy-one to me felt like a less genre-y like. Um, exhibition of skills that that like attack the block feels mm-hmm. um and yeah obviously after attack the block everyone was saying well joe cornish needs to be directing you know <laughs> whatever hollywood can throw at him and um <laughs> yeah that's not what happened but it's not what happened um but yeah uh yeah yander man that's cool yeah and as we know blade is a british character so <laughs> is he is that true? <laughs> he is. He technically yeah. is. They they sometimes use it as an angle in the comics, but um, he was he was born, I believe, in Soho in London. Huh. Blimey, <laughs> but, like Stephen. Yeah. That doesn't come up in the Wesley Snipes films so so often. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he doesn't give off Cockney in those. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. I, I had a feeling that Joe might have heard of that director. I hadn't, obviously. I hadn't heard but, the um, news, so... Um, I'm I'm glad to have brought it to you there. Yeah. And I think it makes me slightly more excited about Blade, having heard what you just said about him. Yeah, watch 71, I would recommend. I'll check it out. Um, okay, that's all the news. Uh, we were going to do a separate Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special episode, but having watched it, there's not really enough to fill half an hour. <laughs> There's barely enough to fill 15 minutes. But yeah. um, we're going to try anyway. We're just going to tack it on the end of this. Uh, so, yeah, I know Reese has been chomping at the bit to talk about it. So let's start with him. Reese, what did you think of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Um, a, a little mantis goes a long, long way. <laughs> That was my big takeaway from this. That is fair. 
Because the episode, the thing starts, I'm going to call it a thing. Thing starts and then you get to sort of the premise. And then you're like, oh, I guess it will be, okay, Manderson Drax. Oh, you know, we actually haven't, we actually haven't spent a ton of time with like <laughs> such a small little group, including Mantis. And then she starts fucking screeching every, every goddamn punchline. She's, she, there's, uh, there's so much shouting. Um, oh, although I, I would say, Reese, I, I would, I, can't, I think the same applies to both of them. Like for me, yeah, the weak, the weakest stuff through throughout the holiday special is when it is just Drax and Mantis. They're not that like the it, it's not it's not a repeat of the same gag from last time. Um, of like which I think James Gunn has probably rightfully steered away from of like him just finding her disgusting. Like there's probably, there's probably a limit to how much Drax can just be disgusted by women in the, in the Guardians <laughs> mm. movies. Yeah. Um, we hit it about 10 minutes into Guardians 2, I think. Well, we, we definitely, we hit it with the horror stuff in the, in, oh, the first, Jesus, yeah. in the first Guardians. And then, yeah, the, that's the extended riff, but yeah, they, you're right about the screeching. And I just, the, the two of them together were, Hard work, I thought. It wasn't <laughs> I thought, wasn't, I wasn't thought, fun to be around them. I thought yeah. that stuff was my favorite. Was really funny. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I thought it was very funny that they took the two dumbest members of the Guardians and sent them out to do something that was wholly beyond their capabilities, which is to, you know, abduct Kevin Bacon without making too much of a fuss. Thing is, thing is, it, that that would be a funny montage, you know, three minute montage, and this was twenty five minutes of that. Yeah, that was. It's fair. Oh, it's fair that there's a lot of it, and it seems it seems like there's a lot of it because it's cheap. And they were like, "Well, we put them in makeup, and we put them in a house in Hollywood, so just fucking go because this is costing us nothing compared to the average Guardians movie." Yeah, I actually, th- I actually, th- I say, I thought this was awful. Actually, the more you're, re- you're reminding me, I, I thought it was really, really. <laughs> Uh, I I thought I thought long stretches of it were pretty. I, I, yeah, I I didn't think it was awful. I just thought it was it 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 wasn't hitting the mark for me. I didn't the the stuff with the band. Who's the band? It's a real band, right? The old num- ninety old number ninety sevens. Yeah, is that a thing? I don't know. Again, I don't I don't know music, but the 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 alien band I. You know, I after all of the, all of the musical interludes. I was just like, you know, snoring through, and the Drax and Mantis stuff. I struggled with. I I, I actually thought like there, there was like a couple of nuggets in there. I liked them, but like they were nuggets. I liked the 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 idea at the center of it of Mantis's Peter's sister, which is something that. Everyone in the audience had forgotten before they were reminded yes. of at the start. Sure, yeah. Um, I, but I liked that nugget, and I liked that moment of connection between the two of them at the end. And I thought it felt, yeah, yeah. I thought it felt genuinely sweet when it was like, yeah, the best Christmas present I could have got is finding out I've still got some family. Um, and and I thought actually, Chris Pratt kind of good in his bits in this. Um, <laughs> I get like I, I give him his due. I think I think he was. <laughs> He was one of the better parts of this, um, and 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 I re- I liked the gift giving moment from Groot with the little dioramas, um, and I I, gen- I think that the the biggest laugh that this got out of me was the was when Craglin opened his diorama of him 
opening the diorama, and it was. Uh, <laughs> and I, 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 it was a good moment. I, I, I chuckled at that. Um, I hope Kevin Bacon got paid. Um, I thought it was funny that the first time Kevin Bacon turns up, he's on a mobile phone. I was like, oh yeah, that's how I expect to see Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I, I also thought that the gag with the phone signal, I thought, oh, that's so close to being an EE um, ad. So, <laughs> yeah. so close. Do you, think that, what, do you think that was Kira Sedgwick on the, on the other end of the phone? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. I, I, the, the stuff that I find a little bit, all, all of James Gunn's little, like, uh, yeah, Flulaborg turns. I'm sure there's a bunch of these that I miss, but Flulaborg from the Suicide Squad turns up as the bartender, and the maps from the Stars <clears throat> thing, that little graphic that they bring up on screen has John Cena, and I, I, I don't like. They're just inside jokes. I don't know who that. I don't know who they're for. James Gunn fans specifically, but they're not for MCU fans, are they? They're not for. Are the Suicide Squad fans coming to this for little nods and winks? And 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 you know, I kind of find James Gunn's you know nepotisticy stuff that he does. You know, the fact that the fact that Sean Gunn is now a core member <laughs> of the Guardians, despite despite Craglin having. Nothing interesting about him. I'm not sure who's who's excited about the next Guardians movie because Craglin's in it. And then, as we said, like a fucking Amelia Harcourt turning up in Black Adam. Like I'm sure that's a character that won't be recast as we go into the next phase of the DC yeah. universe. So, well, on the week of on the week of Nepo babies, though, you know, it's sort of it's good that we're talking about this. Yeah. You know, he's a good he's a good yeah, uh, it's, emblem. Yeah, it's, it's relevant. Uh, yeah, so, oh, yeah, so that stuff I thought was found tiresome, but like I did. I can't. Yeah, I, th- I think probably just the final scene made me a little bit more positive. Going like, oh, I, I I like this idea. I like this idea of them being brother and sister and it being a sweet Christmas moment. But mostly, I I just I'm I'm not sure why this exists other than cheap content for the for the streaming service. Yeah, it is is sort of notable how all the Guardian stuff basically takes place in one set that was yeah. clearly already built. Um, yeah, and they're just like, well, we can string up some lights and we don't need to do anything. We can just shoot one angle. They've now it. apparently bought Nowhere from the collector. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Sure. And Cosmo's there. Is Cosmo vo- voiced by Miley Cyrus? Is that... No, it's um, it's Maria Bakalova. Oh, it is, isn't it? Who was Miley? Yeah. Who was the Miley Cyrus Guardians thing? She was the um, was the, the robot? She crystal. Oh, was it the robot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I don't know. Cos- Cosmo was a I'd like it. It was introduced to joke that we already knew. Almost did you? Did you get that vibe of like Cosmo? What the. Like Cosmo was there as like, and it was like, oh, you you already know the gag with this dog, right? I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought that was a bit a bit strange. I wasn't sold on Cosmo as a concept, and and that was that. I think that was part of the worry as well. Is it it all did feel a bit cut rate Guardians, like not having Zoe, <laughs> it was definitely cut rate Guardians, but so. not you know not having Zoe Saldana, Yondu not being there, and the and the. The animated stuff. The animated bits were so awful. I don't understand why they did that. In fact, I was told by someone else that the reason they did that is because the Star Wars animated special has animated bits at the start. Well, that's what I was... But then I was surprised that it... But the rest of it isn't very Star Wars-y, is it? It's, so. Well, uh, other than it's got 
musical performances that are like built into the narrative. But I was ex- yeah. I was expecting this to be a lot more direct. Yeah, a lot more parody. Holiday. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then the, the animation didn't need to be that crap, did it? No, it did not. Especially because you know they've got an animation department, right? Yeah, that was doing pretty good stuff over in What If. So why yeah. why was this so bad? I don't I don't understand why they did that. And also bringing back Yondu just for that stuff didn't really work for me. I thought that's I thought that scene could have worked with Michael Rucker. Yeah, if it had been live action, then absolutely. Because the, because the con- you would have got the, concept the connection. Of the scene is 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 quite nice. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's not telling us anything that we didn't know about those characters and their relationship already, though. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and that's kind of the case. I, I, I'm, I'm. It didn't feel like there was anything here that James Gunn was like. I need, I need to tell this story. I need to, and I, I really need to make this holiday special. It didn't seem like any anything that was conceptually interesting enough about it to, <clears throat> to justify doing it. And like from a, from a like what what do we learn about the characters? Like I say, I feel like it's basically that final scene is it. And then it can act as a little bit of a trailer for the gu- for the guardians movie. And like, you know, but almost in, you know, like an issue zero of a comic or, uh, yeah, yeah. or, um, or, you know, one of those movie tie-ins where it's like, here's what happens in the lead up to Iron Man two. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, I think you're right. The one point I will say in its favor beyond what I've already said about finding it quite entertaining generally is that this is probably, better than most of the marvel tv stuff just by virtue of being sort of mediocre at least it was over quickly jeez i'm i'm very very i'm very down on marvel tv yeah yeah i think we're going to be seeing less and less of it i i think so disney just released a teaser for like next year's slate and Aside from not mentioning What If, which, fair enough, they were like, we've got a Loki show, and we've got um, Secret Invasion, and then they didn't mention anything else. <laughs> I, think, so, I think we'll call it, I, I, I'd be stunned if we don't... I'd like, I think stuff like this might continue to exist, and I think st- all of the animated stuff makes a lot of sense. So uh, I just, yeah. Well, this, this reminded me of the one-shots... Which I I like that idea of like doing small scale one off stories that might have characters you know in rather than trying to launch a whole property on a budget. So we'll we'll see we'll see what they do with the streaming TV. But I think I think the days of four or five series a year are probably over. Yeah, and and you know going back to what we said earlier, like do, would I rather see. Oscar Isaac getting the Moon Knight deal or Donald Glover getting the Hypno Hustler deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that. I, I want to see the, the, the Hypno Hustler. Yeah, I want to see the two hour movie. Like, I want to see the two hour movie version of Moon Knight more than I want to see six hours of padded out content. Like, I think there's a, there's, a, there's obviously there's a way to do these TV series really well. But a suit, you know, when you're talking about the budgets that that Marvel content demands and that the 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 kind of actors that they need to be working with 
you know, in terms of profile, then it it just it just feels so much harder to get it right on the small screen. Um, well, that's the that's the claim that was made recently as to why they turned Armor Wars into a movie, which is they basically said the set pieces we wanted to do we just couldn't do on a TV budget. Which sure. Anyway, <laughs> I have nothing to add on that. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm more engaged with all of the, the sort of, the big industry changing, changey stuff that that, as we're saying, is is going to affect all this stuff, and it's, and uh, you know, it will all happen in the background. It, it won't get, it won't get remarked upon. You know that this has been, this has been a bit of an experiment. I really over the last probably three years, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of people behind the scenes have have looked at the numbers and gone. This this didn't work. And have we, uh, have we podcasted uh, since the Bob Iger news came out? Uh possibly, mm. but we definitely didn't talk about I it. I just I just feel like that's that's the thing that like mm. almost confirms all of the suspicions we've had in the background about <laughs> Disney streaming, you know, like that they're it's actually not that good. Well yeah. well no, that they're that, that that Disney Plus has not been profitable for Disney. And a site, you know, and Disney had really, really struggled from an earnings point of view in the last quarter to the point that Bob Chapek went, Bob Iger is back. And uh, yeah, it feels like a, a, a change of direction for Disney, yeah, Disney streaming of the, of the type that we've kind of felt like might have been coming anyway is due. And I don't think, you know, I think if Kevin Feige had his choice, he, he certainly wouldn't be making the volume of, TV that he's making right now. He probably wouldn't have made any to begin with. Now that he's made it, maybe he can look back at it and go, right, well, here's the stuff that I actually thinks work, think works, and here's the stuff that could be beneficial to do alongside the movies, but you know, almost certainly not at the scale and the volume that we've seen so far. Do you think that's why these are all called a Kevin Feige production? Do you think he was like, okay, listen, don't, I don't make me do this shit. I don't want to do this shit. And Bob Iger slash Ch- Ch- Chapek sort of said, um, okay, what if we let you call these uh, your production? Oh, okay. All right, fine. fine. And we'll give you loads of money. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> James Garn, you want to, I don't know, write a Kevin Bacon story? I'll give you, you know, I'll give you $3 million to make it or, or less probably. <laughs> Anyway, the, the the new year, you know, you know, if we're if we're wrapping up and we're looking back at the year that has been, um, we've covered a lot of stuff that we didn't love, and a lot of things that have made us, you know, question this whole industry and this genre. But here is another year, and who knows? <laughs> There's always the Joker sequel, a musical starring Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. <laughs> sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds great. Yeah, that's, that's the problem with all of this I, stuff. It all still sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I've uh, since over the last, uh, I've watched like the Batman sort of drunk late at night, probably five or six times or, or bits of it because I mean, it's three hours. I'm not watching the whole thing, but um, that movie's really grown on me. I'm really, I just want to see. I want to, I want to get that theme back. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Maybe they'll add an extra note this time. Oh please! Um, and you know the Quantumania trailer looks cool, guys. Right? That's got a cool soundtrack on it. That's that's in Feb. <laughs> I'm, I'm always optimistic on the soundtrack point the brass balls of james gunn opening and closing this with fairy tale of new york he's, oh, he, he's uh, <laughs> never been afraid of hitting that sweet spot of like um uh, like 
slightly off-piece choices with clangingly obvious ones thrown into the mix at the <laughs> yeah. same time. Well, I think he thinks that's a really odd off-ball choice for America. Well, maybe. I, I don't, maybe. Because I, I don't think that is a standard in America like it is here. Maybe. Um, and I think, yeah, that's one takeaway from the soundtrack of this. And the other takeaway is, we get it, James Gunn, you like you like pop punk. I get, I get it. I get that that's the one you like and it's like all the, the fucking music you want to play. So does Joe, to be fair. You know, will Blink One Eighty Two like be the soundtrack to the new Young Superman? I mean, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'd watch <laughs> it. It's what an American idiot, and he like throws <laughs> in, saves a car. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> okay, um, let's wrap it up there. I think I don't think there's any more news. Um, we will be back probably just after Christmas. Christmas New Year time with uh, some kind of end of year review. We're not sure if it will be full, full cuppies because we've, some kind we've of, not covered a lot of movies this year compared to most. Some so. kind of riff on the cuppies that, that sure that, that it, it, it can't be the same based on the nature of the podcast now. But you know the cuppies must prevail, <laughs> or you know maybe not. We don't know. No, run into the ground. <laughs> as, um, as you admitted earlier that is your strategy with things so. yes. <laughs> fair enough but we, we, we thank you all our listeners for um, continuing to subscribe uh, and for our Patreons continuing to subscribe to that um, again please pay, uh, please, please pay in dollars not pounds I've been uh, <laughs> I've been. I've obviously a newer, newer member in the in the full time team here. So uh, um, I've felt uh, I've had a fun couple of years. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, do your we'll do your review later. <laughs> <laughs> on the cup. On the cup. If I don't get an eight percent pay rise, I'm going on strike. That's what <laughs> how how are we going to notice? I'm joining the. I'm joining the. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> what, have you <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to do a nice, heartfelt, you know, message out to listeners. I just, know, but I just I had to undercut it, James Gunn style, you know. James Gunn style. Okay. Uh, yeah, fuck you, listeners. Fuck you, Jed. <laughs> fuck you, Joe. I quit the podcast. You'll never hear from me again. I'm going to start my own rival podcast. It's going to be called Film Filmatic. Uh, Glow. Sounds like it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay um you can find us on twitter at cine underscore verse um also i am at james hunt joe is at joe cunning on 14 and reese is at reese um we are on patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic universe where you can find us doing all sorts of bonus episodes i can't remember what the last thing we did was help me out someone Halloween, the, the uh, uh, Halloween, uh, yeah, man, um, Werewolf by Werewolf. Night, Black Adam, and we, oh yeah, we did yeah. Black Adam too, yeah, where you can hear all about how we found that key like piece it. of the DC extended universe. Utter, oh, cool. utter piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it did. The power hierarchy in the DC universe has changed. So, um. But yeah, that's that's it for this month. We'll be back as discussed sometime after Christmas, maybe early January. Um, who knows? The, who what's knows? The what, next uh, TV slash TV show to come out? 
Is it is it Ant Man? Ooh, it's it's what if or Ant Man? Yeah, we don't we don't know for sure yet. But and I guess we'll do a Wednesday episode by episode recap, James, me and you over the oh over absolutely the yeah break. yeah great me you and your daughter yep. great <laughs> <laughs> sounds good sounds good right. time to time to check out yes good, goodbye goodbye podcast. goodbye podcast yeah goodbye podcast. <laughs>